and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. What would you say if I could give you a chance to be mentored by the world's leading international thought leaders, authors, speakers and change makers? Well, from the 25th to the 31st of August, we are launching our free seven-day online summit with 21 very inspirational human beings that offer you profound teachings and recent discoveries from the world of neuroscience, cognitive psychology, spiritual psychology, evolutionary biology, genetics, medicine, and philosophy to help the audience understand how their unconscious habits and thought patterns affect their ability to build wealth, health, love, and achieve lasting transformation. To find out more, go to katherineplano.com forward slash summit. But wait, there is more. We have a super exciting announcement, our first Australian tour for Be Undeniably Awesome, which is also happening in August, where I will be sharing with you 12 powerful tools to rocket fuel your transformation. As you know, we are on a mission to empower the conscious people of this world, those who seek to learn, grow, understand, and become the very best version of themselves that they can be. Sometimes there is no next time and no second chances. Sometimes it's now or never. So what are you waiting for? Don't give it another thought. Take action today and go to katherineplano.com forward slash tour. All links will be found in the show notes for dates and location. This week we have another inspirational woman for you. You done she. We're busier than ever with many of us feeling trapped, unhappy and unfulfilled in an effort to achieve the idea of success we long for. But the truth is that achieving this success, whether it's an impressive career, status or wealth, can be a hollow victory. Executive coach and former Fortune 100 executive, Yu Dan Shi knows this all too well after hitting rock bottom in 2008. In her new book, Come Alive, Yudan shares her personal journey as she quickly rose up the corporate ladder but ended up with a huge personal cost, a punishing workload while raising a family and a daily battle devoid of meaning, failing health and misery. For Yudan, facing up to the truth about her unhappiness was painful yet life-changing, especially after the long and heartfelt journey from her underprivileged beginning in a remote village of China. Yudan believes that change doesn't have to be daunting. It's not about 
unpending your life or throwing away what you've achieved. It's about making the choice and giving yourself permission to be happy now. It's now time to tune into this one very courageous human being. Enjoy. Well, this morning we have another special guest for you, all the way from Sydney, Yu Dan Shi. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Thank you, Catherine, for having me on your show. Oh, thank you for coming along. So, Yu Dan, we normally love to ask our woman of inspiration to share her unique story and tell us how did you get to where you are today? Thank you. I grew up in China. Um, in a quite, um, you know, poor background, but my parents were very much highly ambitious people. So when I grew up, I always thought, um, you know, if I just study and work really hard, I wanted to be someone, you know, that typical, really highly ambitious younger star. So even though my environment wasn't that great, I had this drive and ambition um, so I went to school extremely young. I was four years old when I started primary school and I was accepted to high school at eight. So I started my life really, really young. And I just kept going like that. Um, after uni, went into corporate. I moved from China to Australia when I was about 20, 21 years old and continuously rapidly, you know, climbing up the corporate ladder. So by the time I was 30, I was a chief marketing officer for a global tech company. And, you know, up until that point, I always thought that was my only goal in my life. And because I came from such a poor background, that's all I wanted, to be someone and make money and make everyone happy. So in 2007, by the time I have got to where I was, I thought I would be happy, but I was miserable by the time I um after working and studying for so long and so I had my family beautiful family I had a highly paid job I was traveling around the world you know based on traditional criteria seemingly I had it all um but I felt really tired I felt unhappy and I struggled wanted to quit um, but I couldn't. I couldn't find a way out. And um, I was somehow stuck, worried if I make change, that might jeopardize everything in my life. So ongoing stress eventually caused me to collapse in a taxi after another long day of work. Um, apparently, I have already contracted a life-threatening illness for a couple of months. But I didn't realize that because I pushed myself just forget about my problem, should be grateful and just keep going with my life because that's what, you know, successful people should be. Um, you just keep working. Um, so 36 hours later, I was in emergency operation fighting for my life. Um, you know, at that moment, you can call that's my rock bottom because I had two young babies, you know, three and nine years old. So it was, yeah, it I felt I felt a lot of remorse and regret when that happened to me because I had struggled with how I felt for a long time, but I didn't do anything about it. I didn't do anything about it. I just tried to ignore my problem, and um, and then at the end, I almost caused not only my life but potentially also my children's, you know, not having a mom. So you can call that a wake up call. After that, I I. I began my research. I wanted to find out why people like myself, you know, thought have 
you know, get to a stage of life should be happy with all the hard work you have put in. Why are you not happy? Um, what what is the reason causing we feel this way? And what what can be what can be changed? So I started my research, and that over last eleven years, um, research around positive psychology and peak performance and human behavior. What what was a relief to me was that what I discovered was what I felt was quite normal and it can be changed. So now I work with a lot of high achievers, um, entrepreneurs and corporate executives who face similar struggle in their career and life and help them to live a more fulfilled life. Mm. So as you were saying, it was a bit of a wake-up call. So that was obviously your your turning point to create this radical shift in your life. How does one uh, go from one extreme to the other? So I hear this quite often. You hear this a lot of the executives and leaders, they, you know, especially women, you know, especially women that have got the family at home and then they've got the uh, executive role and they're torn between the two. So what is that instead of, and you hear this, the you know, burnout and all of, you know, um, uh, burnout and overwhelmed and stress, but what can we do to not get to that point like uh, you experience for that to be a wake-up call? So what would be a message to those that are in climbing the corporate ladder, those women that are out there being the executive and the mother, what would be something you would like to share with them? Yeah, I would say someone asked me this question, a different question, but very similar, uh, just a few weeks ago. She said, what were you thinking before you got to that point so unhappy, um, so miserable, so tired? I said, you know what? Nothing. For, for about 10 to 15 years in my career, I never stopped. I never thought about it. So by the time I get to that point, it, there's so much stress already built up in my body. I just collapsed. And this is what I found out from a lot of people I work with and from my research. They don't realize. They don't realize on a day-to-day basis how they work and how they live. So they might complain they're a little bit tired or they find difficult to struggle. Um, but they actually don't really give themselves time and a space to think about on a day-to-day basis. How can I be, you know, reserve my energy? How can I do things more productively? How can I really create space for myself? Um taking care of myself. That's number one. But the number two is as a human being, this is very interesting. When we have a problem, we always think the solution comes from outside. So, and this is how I felt as well. And this is how a lot of people in this situation felt. The, 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 inst- the instant reaction is maybe my job is wrong. Maybe my job is too exhausting, or maybe I need to change the whole family situation, or maybe all of basically everything is external. And before my wake up call, I was hoping for a radical change. Um, you know, I was thinking maybe if I move to a remote town, maybe I just quit my corporate executive job, um, maybe I go for something less stressful, and that would make me happy. So I spent a lot of time in daydreaming, hoping that if I can just change everything, then I will be happier. And that didn't quite work because after the operation, I did quit my job. Um, <laughs> I did do all of these things I just described to you and a lot of people were trying to do. And I can tell you, it didn't quite work. Why is that? It's because I haven't really changed. 
even though I had a desire to change, I still wake up every day rushing in, reacting things, you know, trying to be a superwoman and trying to take things off and get exhausted and collapsing at the end of the day. I haven't changed at all, even though I created an external environment, which is seemingly more calming and less stressful. So I ended up, went back to my job in a different company, still as a C-level executive, but completely shifted how I do my day-to-day. Um, and that radically changed, you know, same job, same workload, same global traveling, but I was able to do everything so much better and saved so much energy and spent so much more time with my children. So nowadays I say to people, let's start small. Let's just have a look. How are you managing your day? How are you managing your week? And let's just start with this rather than think about everything else, which can be scary when you think about radical change. Mm. I so relate to what you're saying. I think that it is a really an insight job and it doesn't matter if you don't work with the self. And I think this is really important for us to spend time with the self because we can get so caught up in a rut of working really, really hard and being on that treadmill and not knowing when to stop or pause or seek within or even invest time with self. And I think what happens is it's uh, then we get so overwhelmed and stressed that we don't, we can't even think properly. We can't um, assess information uh, in a way that is conducive to our mental, physical and emotional well-being. Uh, so I think that, you know, what you're talking about, we tend to seek external, try to in- change our environment. Really, it's the opposite, isn't it? You need to seek within and change your mindset. Totally. Your mindset, your daily habits and your behavior, you know, meaningful change always starts from within. And in a way, it's also more empowering because this is within our control. You know, often we can't control the external. You can't always fight, um, control everything around you, like the company culture. You know, what when I collapsed, it was also around GFC. You know, so these things you can't control. But if you know, maybe some of the habits you have built throughout your life, And the reason I share with you my childhood a little bit at the beginning was trying to paint a picture how I inherited this mindset from, you know, the mindset I was given by my parents is no pain, uh, no gain, right? Mm. Um, If you just work extremely hard, you will get to somewhere. You know, um, my parents came from an era, they both lost a lot of their time um, in their life due to the culture revolution but then they worked extremely hard and they somehow still become professors after they're losing so many time in their use so they had this belief if you just work extremely hard you can be anything so a lot of us inherit this mindset from young and so we don't realizing actually science tells us very different thing you know um so after i left my job doing a radical change. When I failed, I went back to my um, CMO job. At the same time, I took on my coaching psychology degree study with Sydney University. And I was exposed to the science of peak performance and positive psychology. And this is when I realized so many traditional ways of succeeding um, might give us success short-term, short-term. But it's not sustainable in the long term. And in fact, it's detrimental to our well-being and our performance and happiness on the, on the long term because a human being um, has a limited energy and limited determination. And the culture tells us if you are determined, you, willpower alone can pull you through. But that is not true because every time you use your willpower, 
you are exhausting your energy. So the more natural way to sustain your well-being, happiness, and performance is to find a way that works with you naturally, so you don't have to push yourself all the time. Mm, so, what would be some uh, examples you've done? The, the the thing that changed my perspective so much um, was um, was our, how we use our ability. Um, this was one of the first thing I came across that radically changed how I work. So in the past, if there's something in my job or in my business, let's say, is not my natural gift or not my natural strength, as a hard worker, as a perfectionist, I will say to myself, but you should be capable of doing this. You should go f- spend time, learn from this. You know, you, you, you just should know. So I would push myself really hard to improve my weakness and um, – you know, strength psychology tells us every time we spend time in improving our weakness, it's 10 times slower compared to amplifying your natural gifts. So not only you're wasting time, but you also feel stupid because no matter how much you work on your weakness, it's never going to be as good as your natural strength. But in my older leadership role, that's exactly what I did. You know, I trying to be a good leader. So I trying to be all rounder. I trying to be multi-talented. Um, and then after I learned about that, I thought, what a simple thing I do. Let's, that's really, really simple thing. You can just do it today. I look at how I spend my time every day in my job, and I immediately realized I was spending 60% time in my you know, weakness and 40% in my strengths. And I just shifted around. And I just you know, worked with other people. Um, you know, the, their gifts is my weakness. I just, I just exchanged our time and helping each other build a much better team around me. And all of a sudden, I was able to spend 80% time doing things I'm naturally good. And I feel so much more energized because I'm now confident. I now believe in myself. And I can do things so much faster for myself and for my organization. And that, that's a very common thing that all of us can do immediately. So you're saying you've done for all of us to work with our strengths. And, uh, and that, that, that does, I mean, I really agree with you and I, I've actually experienced that with myself as, you know, for me, I'm very, uh, I love innovation idea. I don't, it's not that I can't do detail, but it's one of those things that it has, it takes extra time and energy for me to get into detail, uh, spreadsheets, those kind of things. Whereas I, I'm completely the opposite. And we have been in that experience where all of our team members work with their superpowers, we call them. We're working with their strengths. And it's so much more dynamic when everyone's working with the strengths rather than stretching themselves. It's okay to stretch yourself a little bit. But as you were saying, when you're working with something that's not as comfortable or not as familiar to you, it does take a lot of more time and energy. Totally. It's exhausting, you know. Um, Strength psychology, um, basically, you know, a lot of people are familiar with strengths, but often they just don't use it at a day-to-day basis. But essentially, um, what we're naturally good at, it's effortless, right? You know that, Catherine. Think about yourself. The things come to effortless. You don't even need to be taught. So um, you can keep doing it and feeling energized and feel confident. Um, but when we when we spend time on things, we just struggle. You know, um, it's it's it it takes up so much here, not just the time, but it's energy. And this is coming back to our older point: why are we feeling exhausted? We're feeling exhausted not because we spend time on things; it's because we spend time on things we don't enjoy, right? So therefore, um, you can still working hard, 
But imagine now you are shifting your energy on things that you actually naturally love doing and enjoy doing. Now all of a sudden, it's not dragging you down. Um, but also on this energy point, the other thing a lot of um, women struggle, and all of these struggle actually do come from the same mindset, which is I should be able to do this. Um, so even you think about strengths and weakness, it's this thing I hear a lot of people saying, oh, but I feel like I should be good at this as well. So this is a mindset I should. And, uh, and same thing around um, human performance. You often hear people saying, you know, do less, you could achieve more. So people hear that, but not many people do that. Why is that? It's because we still get this notion, oh, do less means what does that mean? Like I'm idle, I'm lazy, <laughs> I'm not working hard. So, so it requires a mindset shift that actually science tells us to your earlier point, when we are not stressed, when we create a space to pause, we can actually think more clearer. We can actually do things much faster. So if you understand do less isn't just about self-care, do less is actually helping you build your momentum throughout the day much, much more stronger so that you understand this is actually better. This is actually better for your day-to-day -day performance. Um, and therefore, it become much easier for, you know, highly driven, very logical women to embrace these principles because this is going to be uh, helping them sustain their performance far longer. Mm, you don't, I, I totally hear you and agree with what you were saying. Uh, I think it's, um, I always say slow down to speed up. Or yes. work on your business, not in your business, because what happens is sometimes when we get caught in our business, this is where the overwhelm and the stress, we're not actually seeing it from a different perspective. Totally. Mm. And, you, and, you know, even um, even the environment um, attributes to this, you know, neuroscience has assumed when we are stuck on a problem, um, you know, if you just remain thinking about the problem let's just say you just sit there going oh i have this problem i need to fix it i need to solve it and you just sit in front of a computer at your desk in the same spot all the time it actually doesn't save you like doesn't help you at all but if you just shift to your environment you just go okay i'm just gonna pause on this let me just go out to have a walk and i bet you a lot of people have been through this already or you're jumping in the shower whatever in five minutes you go oh i have this good idea i know what to do now so these things all mean actually taking time out. Having some space is really, really good for you. So I always say to people, just build your walking time into a day, even just one or two walk and see how many great ideas you could possibly come when you shift your environment. Yeah, I agree. And I think too, it's one of those things. It's, I always say there's no such thing as a problem. It's an opportunity because an opportunity opens up your mindset, whereas a problem can get you stuck. And I love the whole movement piece. I think that's really important with that. Absolutely. When you get stuck in even an opportunity or problem, whatever you want to call it, um, you, you don't, you don't create, um, the, I guess, the movement, whether it's walking for you to, to actually shift your mindset. So I do really love that. So you done. I'd love to go uh, into your book uh, and unpack that a little bit. Come alive, live a life with more meaning and joy. Would you like to tell us a little bit about the book and how it came about? Yeah, definitely. So as I mentioned, you know, since since I hit in my rough patch, I started to do my research. Um, really trying to find a more, you know, better way of working and living because. 
you know, before the operation, I always thought, I'll, I'll wait. You know, I'll wait my kids get older. I'll wait after I pay off mortgage, then I'll figure it out to them. But but after after that near-death experience, I realized I, I was determined to wanting to live my everyday in the most meaningful, enjoyable way possible, even though I haven't quite figured out exactly what to do with my life yet. But I was determined to find a way. So, and... You know, incredibly, as I started to just change my daily habits around whether it's using more of my strengths, whether it's doing less and achieving more, whether it's starting to, you know, um, taking time out and start even reconnecting with some of my hobbies. In the hobbies, I used to think I would have distracted me from being a driven person, um, but actually they give me so much joy. Um, you know, I think you can even hear from my voice when I talk about hobbies. It gives me so much joy and like bring light energy back into my life. And they're so trivial, all these habits. I started to implement, yet it literally changed everything. Um, so I was very, very motivated with that discovery and I started to, you know, and teach my team when I was in my leadership role. And three years ago, when I set up my new business, I started to work with other um, professionals, executives, entrepreneurs on this. And the change was immediate. So after, I guess, you know, uh, all of this learning, I, I decided I wanted to demystify this issue because I know this whole stress, whole you know, somehow feeling unfulfilled, even though you have a job and family, is a common issue. We know, for instance, in corporate world, you know, more than 80% people are feeling trapped and feeling unfulfilled in what they do. This is such a common issue. Um, and even a lot of people leave their job, become entrepreneurs, they still struggle because every day it's so hard. And I want to demystify because so many people believe when they struggle, they should just change everything. And in my experience, when you change everything, doing 180 degree change, it creates a whole new set of anxiety and problems um, to you and your family as well. So I wanted to encourage people to look at things differently. Um, I, I share with them basically what is causing you to where you are today. I want them to understand the conflicts a lot of high achievers are facing. But then I'm also giving them you know, um, scientifically research-based full practices so they can start implement today in their day-to-day life. And over a short period of time, they should be able to feel the difference. So it's all about gentle changes. Um, I want people to to embrace and feel hopeful of their situation. Mm. So you done. You you've actually moved out of corporate into your own business three years ago. So we love to ask our women of inspiration about pain points. So what would be some of those pain points that you stumble across, and how did you find your solutions to keep moving forward? The biggest challenge um, for me was when I was in corporate. Um, even though I was fairly outspoken, I still could hide behind a brand. <laughs> and once you start running your own business, you realize you are your brand and you had to put yourself out there consistently. And I think that was very challenging for me. Um, I really struggled um, and to be braver and to put myself out there, especially sharing like my own journey. I never did that. Um, and the way I put myself um through that mindset is 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 
is this desire, I guess, this desire wanting to people see there is a possibility around their problem. Um, I wanted to simplify a lot of things that people had a similar situation to mine. Um, and, and I think it's uh, almost like a, a I love solving puzzles. It's all, it ends up partially tapping into my strength. My natural strength is love solving problems and curious in other people's stories. I really tapped into my natural strength around these things. And I say, look, how can I every day just use these strengths so I can put myself out there? And, and, and more I do that, more I find it's actually interesting to go out, talk about my journey and hear other people's about journey. So I actually never did any hard sell for my business or offerings. Um, I completely built up my practice by just by telling stories and by wanting to know how other people's journey has been. And it's just through that. Um, and it's really fun actually running a business in that way. Mm, I love it. And I think that, you know, you hear quite often that, and for those that are in corporate and want to move into, especially if you've got an entrepreneurial mindset, which is not always easy, um, is uh, you're saying that you're using it from a storytelling perspective because it is. It's one of those things that when you're working for a large organization, you've got marketing, you've got sales departments, you've got everyone that uh, supports you. When you out, actually go out on your own, it's just you, right? So it's you and your brand. Uh, and there's this saying too that most business don't survive the first 12 months. So what do you think would be a reason for that? Because you've been in business now three years, so you've passed, yeah. well, truly passed your 12 months. What would you yeah. think is a reason for businesses to fail so quickly or not succeed? Um, I think a lot of time um, people are too excited about their own solutions and not spending enough time on their customer problem. Because I did run my business once, so 10 years ago. You know how I told you about the radical change? Yes. <laughs> so I'd done it once. Um, and I remember, um, you know, that, that's, that was how different. So how i done a different, I mean, done complete different this time. I'm much more prepared. I realized the challenge now that the potential of failure. So I factored, um, I even factored the failure rate in my business so that I'm okay to keep testing my ideas. Um, and uh, but I also realized the biggest thing for people to trust in you is you have to be the expert of their problem. You really have to have the empathy of your customer. So while it sounds almost counterintuitive, um, you're not spending enough time promoting a solution, uh, but you're just talking about the pain points. But I do believe that's how people become trusting you. So, um, and, and, and I, like I said, I completely built my business kind of just by sharing the problems and by telling people this is okay and by simplify, demystify the challenges people are facing. And I invested a lot of my time, um, you know, literally just sitting down with people, inviting them one-on-one -on -one or through, I remember my first workshop, um, I had two people in my in my uh, lounge, lounge, family lounge room. My second workshop, my daughter baked a cake, and I had four people coming. Um, so I invested a lot of time. You can call that piloting or experimenting. So by the time I did go out, I have a very good understanding of what my customer pain points is. And the second thing I would say is getting help. So the first time I was running business, I felt so lonely. You know, I um, just a typical entrepreneur mindset. You can do this all by yourself. I was in a, 
uh, had a, this office next to my garage, and I was all alone by myself trying to do everything. But this time, I saved up upfront. Um, I, I knew I should invest before I even set up a business. I saved enough money on the side, so I invested in a mentor. Um, I had a, I had a mentor before I even left my corporate job, and I learned a lot from this person. And I had a builder community around me. Um, I joined an entrepreneur group, and um, I got so much support from everybody. And I think having that support, I'm really trying to understand my customers' problem. These are two biggest things helped me through. Mm, I love that, and it's true. You know, you do see a lot of people out there. They just um, all over their websites. It's all about the solution. They don't really hone into the problem, and therefore you can't really connect to your customer because you're just talking about solution, 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 and then your customer is actually going, "I've got a problem. I've got to go problem." Completely opposite. So I love the way that you actually explain that. So you done. What advice would you give your younger self if you were to go back in time? Don't rush. <laughs> you know, um, I think when I, when I grew up, I always felt like, oh, my gosh, you know, oh, I have to achieve something by this age. I need to rush, you know, as if time is running out. Um, but life's long. Life is meant to be enjoyed every day. Life is meant to be enjoyed throughout a life and not just we achieve this point. You know, I hear so many people say this. Oh, if I could just, you know, achieve this, make this much money, then I'm going to retire. And then I don't have to worry about doing anything. But, and I think that's kind of what I was thinking as well. But really, um, you know, would you really enjoy that, doing nothing? I don't think so. So I would definitely say take time and enjoy life. And um, knowing that if you can take care of yourself, you can, you know, achieve things for a very, very long time. Mm, I love that. So you done as we wrap up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. So what would be that one word for you? I think it would be possibility um, because I did not think it was possible. I felt like when I was at my rock bottom, I have achieved so much um, compared to my childhood dreams. My biggest fear is that if I do any change, I'm never going to replicate the success I had. Um, so now knowing, you know, a decade later, I'm running a great business. I have written a book. And by the way, this one just became number one Amazon bestseller in um, several categories, um, which was amazing. So I just never thought it was possible. So I'm um, seeing possibility is now my word. Congratulations, by the way. The other thing that we love to ask a woman of inspiration is to leave three shiny golden nuggets for our listeners. So what would be those three, even like practical exercises that you would like to leave for our audience today? We talked about energy. We talk about pause. We talk about these things are actually good for our well-being, performance and sustainable success. So I think I will share three practical exercises around that. Um, the first one is rather than rushing into things at the beginning of the day, um, take a moment to have a look at your day ahead and decide how you can improve it, how you can make your day more enjoyable. I know a lot of us are proud. We are, you know, we're good at taking our to-do list, but I would ask you, can you actually change that? Can you be good at taking to delete list um, so that you actually really trying to optimize your day? So the second one is, um, are you spending your time wisely? I like to 
suggest people have a little thing in their diary at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, and just ask yourself this question, have I spent my time wisely? Um, am I doing the things that energize me or am I doing the things that derailing my energy? And have that as a daily habit because then you can improve yourself much, much faster. And the final one, um, which is, are you counting your happiness on a future destination or you know how to enjoy your everyday living and working? You know, I know our energy, our motivation can only be sustained if you actually enjoy your day-to-day living. Mm, I love that. That's been really more being present, right? Because entrepreneurs do tend to focus a lot in the future, hence why there's probably a lot of anxiety as well around that. But I love the fact that being present in the here and in the now. Yeah, definitely. And always think that is because then your energy and your motivation get sustained. If you can, you know, finish your day before you go to bed, you're not collapsing, but you're actually still feeling your energy is contained. Then you know next day it will be better. But if you're collapsing, your next day might not be better. So to me, you know, I'm quite a logical person. I was just thinking, well, is this good or not? That's it. <laughs> really, right? Um, so to me, okay, if I feel good before I go to bed, it's likely I'm going to wake up feeling awesome. But if I'm collapsing, I just know I'm going to have a headache in the morning. So why do I do that? Mm, so true. So you're done. Where is the best place for our listeners to find you? My website. So www.yudanshi.com. So thank you. We'll have that in the show notes. Yudan, I can't uh, thank you enough for coming on the show and sharing your story and your research and your wealth of wisdom. Thank you so much for your time and your energy. Thank you so much, Catherine, for having me. You're most welcome. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care of yourself.